Hello, everybody. You're listening to Amplify the Arts, a place for artists and art lovers of all kinds to gather, hear stories, and be inspired to amplify the arts in their own lives. I'm Sarah Dudnitz, a pageant girl, communication specialist, and all-around artsy-fartsy kid, and I am so happy that you're here. Before we dive into it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your screen right now and share it on your Instagram story, tagging us at Amplify the Arts so that we can thank you and keep in touch with you there. All right, everybody, welcome to Amplify the Arts. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I am here with my friends Patrick and Elena today. I must have met Patrick, I don't even know how many years ago. I think it was my freshman year of college, five, six, four, definitely not six, four, something like that, um, at a photo shoot where um, you were the photographer for a friend of ours who um, had started this brand and you and I met there and I've known you ever since through campus ministry, through worship teams, and now through um, the church that we both attend. And of course, Elena, you and I met through Patrick as well. Um, and I'm so excited to have you guys here and to first of all, learn a little bit more about what you do. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited. So thank you guys so much for being here. And if you guys want to go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourselves and what you do, that would be great. So yeah, I'm Patrick. Um, yeah, we've known each other for a few years now. And that, I almost forgot completely about that photo shoot that you mentioned. That's right. Like we were repping a big adventure, those t-shirts and everything. That was That's a, right. It was a blast. He was like forever ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Patrick. I've been doing wedding videography and everything for like the last almost five years now since 2016. Like this is my fifth year doing all of this. Um, I'm also like a musician at heart, um, all around creative band nerd and everything. It's kind of been a part of my life for so long. And yeah, I kind of have grown into this whole realm of being a wedding videographer, owning a business thing not too long ago. And it's been an absolute blast. It's been super fun to just have this fun little creative outlet where I get to like make something new, like frequently. And it's not like the same old, same old kind of thing. Um, I'm really thankful for the opportunities that this has provided me. I'm really thankful for like where my past has led me to this. And we can get into that more in the podcast and everything. And I'll let her introduce herself in a minute, but this is my wife, Elena. Uh, we met about two years ago and I kind of dragged her into this whole world of things as well. <laughs> a little bit against her will, but also she kind of agreed to do it. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> we just got married in July of last year. And so we're coming close to a year of marriage. We have our dog, Appa, who's walking around the apartment. He may or may not make an appearance with a bark or something soon. Um, and we're just living life, having fun, and going on adventures. But yeah, I'm Elena. I would be the one married to Patrick. I would say I've never, I don't know, seen myself as a creative. I feel like I've always passively been creative of like, I can like, fake it till I make it but then everybody's like but you painted those and you make things and you can take photos and now you do like I guess I can do the things it's just never something that I like actively pursued 
So right now I'm teaching and have been for almost, I don't know, four plus years now. Um, starting teaching mid-year is always weird because people are like, how many years have you been doing this? I'm like, um, four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> it's always uh -huh. a weird number because it's never like I started at this school year. But um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing until June when I'm done. And then we both do this full time. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's so exciting. And congratulations yeah. on almost one year. That's awesome. <laughs> Woo! We've made it. We've been almost one year married in the middle of COVID. So yeah, we if we can That's survive wild, that, we can it? survive anything. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, we'll go ahead and get into it. So first off, do you want to tell a little bit about what Shore and Summit is and how it came to be? Yeah. So Shore and Summit is kind of our wedding and elopement photo video brand. We kind of focus on, I don't know, we kind of run ourselves a little bit more as a boutique brand. We're not taking tons and tons of weddings. Um, focusing more on experience, adventure, travel, destination kind of weddings. We do some that are local to Michigan. We do some that are who even knows where. Um, other states, other countries. Yeah. So that's been super cool. It's allowed us the ability to travel and we're continuing to get more and more destination work, mm -hmm. which as someone who my goal in life was to like get paid money to travel. It's really satisfying to just have a job that I never envisioned for myself being the thing that has been the wheels to make that happen. So just yeah. traveling all over to get to document incredible love stories has been a really cool and satisfying like career path that I never knew I needed. Yeah. And yeah, sure. And some, it just kind of came to be like. It's it's been different names, so many different names in the past. It's been Bearded Media, Infinite Media, Patrick James Films, and finally Shore and Summit. And each one just kind of was through different chapters of my life. I started this back in uh, like 2016 as Bearded Media originally, and every single time, like I was learning things, I'm like all right, I just want to refresh. I I made mistakes in the previous years. I want to make a refresh. And ultimately, I landed on Patrick James Films not too long ago and thinking like, oh, right, this is this is going to be it. This is my name. I have no excuse now. If I mess up, that's on me. I can't just change my name easily because my name is associated with this brand. Um, and that's when I really started taking it a little bit more seriously. That's when I originally went full time. I had I was originally working back and forth doing wedding films, but also working with multiple different ministries um, on their worship arts teams and tech teams. Um, and that just wasn't cutting it enough. Like I wasn't, I wasn't as happy there. I love, I love serving at church. I love being behind a soundboard and helping out at worship, but I didn't feel like I was really serving the best that I could when I was splitting the role. So with Patrick James films, I knew I wanted to be full time. I knew I wanted to really put my all into this and serve my couples. Um, with my whole self. And so I did that. And that was kind of when I went full time, that was kind of like in our first year of dating. And I needed more second shooters on my team. A lot of the guys that I normally went to were busy for that season. And I needed to contractually fill like that role of having a second shooter. So I turned to Elena, we're probably dating for like five months at that point. I'm like, Hey, you're going to film weddings with me. I'm going to hand you this camera, teach you a few things, and you're just going to come with me. 
And that's kind of how it went for a few of the weddings until, like, he really started to like it. We were able to hang out on the weekends rather than just me being gone all day. You paid me more money I, than my serving day. I actually paid her. I paid my <laughs> girlfriend to hang out with me. It was fantastic. It was. Um, and we ended up really liking it and doing that together. We were listening to podcasts and, like, growing together in this. Um, and that's when the idea came to, like, make this brand more about us. Um, after I proposed, we realized, like, this is going to be a long-term thing. We should rebrand so it's not just my name um we wanted it to be a representation of ourselves and who we are and what we value and shore and summit came to be so we're we're very adventurous people we love to travel we love to be at any any of the places the beaches the mountains and everything i'm much more particular to like being in the mountains and everything like i love arizona i love new mexico i love colorado those places like my heart is there. I love being in the mountains and deserts and stuff. And she's, her her heart is definitely at the beaches more. Um, <laughs> having grown up in Grand Haven, right next to Lake Michigan, most of her life, like, and was like, all right, well, Shore and Summit makes sense. Um, and that just something about that name just really clicked. It just felt right. Patrick James Films is fine, but Shore and Summit just felt like it was meant to be. And doing it together made it all the more better. And yeah. then we kind of rebranded into that. Yeah. Shore and Summit uh, has been around now for one full year. This is second full. This is going to be its second year, yeah, but second which is crazy because I think I change my name once every year. So this is the <laughs> longest running name I've had. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are really excited about this. This has been an amazing opportunity to do this together, mm-hmm. tell stories, have fun, and let this really impact our lifestyle. It's brought us many opportunities to travel and to do the things that we want to do. I love following you guys and following your story. I'm always like, where did they go? Where are they now? Where that you guys just go the <laughs> coolest places. And I think that's awesome. So love getting to follow you guys. Um, if you guys weren't doing this i guess elena you would probably be teaching but um (laughs) what do you think you would be doing other than this um yeah so if i wasn't doing this i'd probably still be in working at different churches and everything in the worship arts and tech areas i would just be able to provide more of my attention towards that and really serve in that community like i said i still love being a part of like of a church and serving in that like role, but I had to make a decision back then, and I chose this, and it's and I and I'm really thankful for that decision. But if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably still be doing that, but just at a higher level. I don't know if I'd necessarily just be focusing on video, but I'd be able to really put my talents wherever they needed to be at that time. I've always been kind of like a uh, jack of all trades person in the worship and tech community. I can. I can play guitar, I can play bass, I can run the soundboard or lights or set the things up in a quick hurry. Like, I was able to serve in that way, and I'd probably still be doing that, but just at a, maybe at a higher level then than what I was able to do with the time that I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would still be teaching. I think 
for a while there, we had both of us going full time with Sorens being kind of like a far off distant goal, like five year plan. And then I feel like COVID happened. And with us not being in person, it kind of became I had so much time to just help with all of the extra business things, the administrative things, the communicating, the emails, the, I don't know, getting involved in a lot more of that, which is definitely my strength and forte and something that you hate doing. So it works really well. Um, So like trying to keep up with that while I've still been back in the classroom has been a bit of a challenge. But also I think it showed us like, hey, we really can do this together and we really do work well together, even in a situation where it's the two of us working from home. Um, So that's been really cool to see. And I think if we wouldn't have had that like interim time to like feel it out, I don't know if we would have made the jump as soon, but I think it's kind of just the right timing of this year has been a lot and I'm ready to move on to something different. And our business is kind of just at the point where it's like, either we jump or like it's going to continue to be this we get cool things and we have to say no because I have this other job that I only get two personal days from so kind of just became to the point of like if we're going to actually let this be the dream like we've got to start chasing things down what for both of you is your favorite part of what you do and then your least favorite or the most challenging part of what you do I'll let Elena start. Yeah, I think for me, it's they're kind of one in the same of like with wedding days, like it's a live event and it's a live event that you don't have complete control over. So like you can go into the day having an idea, having a timeline, having whatever. And there are some days where it's like, oh my gosh, this was a dream. It was perfect. Everything went according to plan. The couple was perfect. They got so emotional. There's a great story here. And then there are some days where you show up and you're like, this is complete and utter chaos. No one knows what's going on. We're an hour late for everything. Like, and you just kind of, you still at the end of the day are obligated to tell a great story. And yes, you have to tell things true to what happened, but also like ensuring that that's still a good experience and that's still a good memory and shaping the perception of a day that might not have gone according to plan can be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because like we're somewhat different in that, like where her stress and everything is with like the plans always changing and stuff is I feel like it's something that I thrive in. And I think you can attest to this when it comes to like, I'm going to go back to like the whole worship and everything kind of thing. Something's changed like on a dime. And it's sometimes very fast pace. And I feel like I've just been molded and like grown into that world that like being a part of weddings is fine for me. I'm ready to just like change it up and like be like try something different on the fly. I'm I feel like in that sense, I'm great under pressure and like it forces me to be more creative mm-hmm. when I have am given new restrictions or limitations and I'm then able to tap into more of my creative side and think of unique uh, solutions to the problem. And that's really fun for me. It keeps me on my toes. And that's one reason that I love doing weddings over other video work because it's, you can have an idea of what's going on, but you never 
can actually say like every wedding is going to be the same. Like there's there's parts of it that's similar, but you can't just say all it's a one size fits all thing. Right. So I love that, but like then when it comes to like my least favorite thing, it's totally my weakness is communication. Um, the emails, keeping up with people and all of that stuff. Like I can do it, but I can't do it well, but not nearly at the level that Elena can. That's a strength that she has. That is not a strength that I have. I'm able to really see a creative edit and create the story. And like, that's where I thrive. And that's where I want to like focus my attention in while she can really keep ourselves organized, but also like fuel me creatively as well. And like, so we're able to work off of each other that way. So even though like that's my weakness, I don't see it as a weakness when I have her to help me with that. It's been interesting to try to figure out the dynamic of like, okay, so once we're both doing this, who actually does what? And I feel like the things that I'm naturally bent towards are things that he's like, oh, I hate doing that. I'm like, that's fantastic for you. I'm so glad that I just can fill in all of the holes of the things that you hate doing. So it's it's a convenient good balance thing it in really business is. for sure. Yeah. Do you guys want to walk through um, just the process for maybe people who don't really know how these things work from like the second a potential client reaches out to you guys through all that you do through wedding day and sort of like to the end of the process? Yeah. So it's our our workflow has definitely developed over the last few years. Before it used to just be like people would send an email, I'd send them our pricing sheet. Maybe we do a call, maybe not, but they would just tell me what they want and I would book them. And that just didn't really feel as personal. Like I feel like I didn't really get to know them. I didn't get to know their story. I wasn't able to serve them fully because like it was just a couple emails and some and a contract being signed and that was it. Then I would just show up on the wedding day and film it. Um, And from then, we've kind of developed it more to like where we'll get people will fill out the form on our website. We'll get that inquiry. We do our own little happy dance because we got a new inquiry. Someone wants to book us, (laughs) which is great. Um, And first thing we do is we just send them a novel of an email. We tell them how excited we are. We tell them a little bit about our process and really who we are and why we love doing what we do and with that we'll send our pricing guide over to them so they have an idea of what they're getting themselves into but right away we also try to schedule a call with them through zoom we want to have that face-to-face interaction even if it is you know miles apart through a camera that's fine we love talking with them and even though we schedule it for about like a half hour some of them even go to an hour and a half call just because we're vibing and we're having a great time chatting and we we get to know our couple we ask them what is their story we ask them like how did he propose how is your planning process going what are things that you want out of a videographer and what are some things that you just don't like um the relationship between them and their family their their best man and maid of honor because all of those things are important to how their day is going to line up and we want them to be on fire for that and we tell them a little bit about our process and how our goal is to serve them and tell a story at the end of the day so that when they come home and after their wedding like they have these memories they have this heirloom something that will go be be around longer than they are that they can share with their kids their grandkids and everything because 
that's one of the few things you get to take home with you on a wedding day. And we tell them that we want them to realize like the importance and how much of an investment this is. And uh, so then we'll do that. We'll, we'll kind of gauge their interests and everything. We will even tell them like if we're the right fit for them or not, because if we're not the right fit for them, if they're looking for something completely different than what we're able to do or comfortable doing, then we would be doing them a disservice if we were to book them. We would recommend other people that we know who could do the job better than we would in that scenario because we we don't want to do our couples a disservice. We don't want them to regret hiring us and wonder, what if I went with this person when we could just refer them to that person and make it a lot easier. Um, from then, they'll sign a... Th- well, if everything works out, We'll book them. We'll kind of have some communication with them throughout that time between booking and their actual wedding day, organizing the timeline, uh, just checking in, seeing how things are going. If we can help with anything like, hey, do you guys have questions about X, Y, and Z? We'd be happy to give you our two cents. Having filmed over 100 weddings, we've seen a thing or two. Um, When the wedding day comes up, by that point, we feel like friends. We've actually know each other's story. We know the things that are important to them. And we can walk into the room and the bride is like, oh my gosh, guys, this is Patrick and Elena, our photographers and videographers. They're they're amazing. We're so excited to have them. Like, we love it when that happens. We don't want to show up as strangers meeting the bride and groom face-to-face for the first time on their wedding day. Um, and yeah, like that, that just feels awkward. They're not comfortable then. And then they're like, all right, we're here. We're going to put a bunch of cameras in your face. No one wants that. Right. People get awkward in front of camera anyway. So exactly. Exactly. But when it's like someone who, you know, and trust and feels like a friend, it's so much easier to just be yourself and to let the day be natural and and just they're able to just have a much more natural, organic and fun experience throughout their day. Which makes a difference because if you felt stressed and you felt uncomfortable and you felt whatever that shows Like it shows in photos, it shows in video. And like, you're going to look back and be like, oh, I just remember the weird things that they made me do. Oh, I weird. I just remember feeling so frazzled. I remember feeling so like uptight in that moment. And just making sure that the people who you're choosing to spend that day with, who are choosing, like you're choosing to have document your day, that you feel comfortable with those people and you trust them with your experience. That's awesome. I love that. I keep thinking of, a million little add-on questions. Um, so I apologize that I didn't prep you guys for some of these, but um, that's fine. That's <laughs> so, fine. So, of course, the focus of this whole podcast is the arts and the creative side of things. But I'm also a public relations major working in marketing, so I have to wonder what is like the most effective way? Because when you're working in weddings, you're not going to have like repeat clients hopefully right like the goal is to kind of only have one wedding so how what has been the most yeah we don't necessarily want to do a sequel right you don't want like a (laughs) yeah um what has been the most effective way to market yourself is it word of mouth is it social media what's the best i mean yes to both of those i think we kind of look at every wedding you show up to as an interview for your next one so whether it's a bridesmaid that was in the bridal party that was a part of the day and worked with you and was like, oh my gosh, this was such a great experience. Or family has someone connected down the line that's getting married, whatever. Like 
oftentimes we get referrals from past clients. We get um, word of mouth from other photographers and other um, vendors in the industry. And then we get like probably well over half of our um, couples find us like just searching on Instagram, whether it's just like straight up cold searching or searching through hashtags, like probably about half of our weddings each year come just from Instagram without any advertising or anything, just using it for our own, like, here's what we do. Come hang out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's cool. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I love your guys' social media. You do such a good job with it. <laughs> she's, she's great at it. I, before her, I was posting once, maybe twice a month. And now she actually makes sure that we have frequent like posts <laughs> out on our feed. It's like, apparently that's important or something. <laughs> As a social media manager myself, I will say that is important. <laughs> you guys do it very well. <laughs> um, so your official name isn't short and summit videography or photography. Um, it's, short summit storytelling, which I'm sure is like a very intentional choice on your guys's part. And you've already touched a lot on the element of storytelling and what you do, but um, what was the decision to name it that? What was that like? I mean, first and foremost, it's alliterative, which just kind of was appealing in and of itself, but it is like the storytelling. We didn't want to be productions or media or films or photo or whatever, because all of those, it kind of just felt like too corporate, too businessy. And when our ultimate goal is telling and communicating people's stories, that just kind of is what felt right. Yeah, because when you hear the word production or something like, or media, you definitely, there's, it works, but it definitely has like an extra vibe to it that just feels like it's forced or like not organic. Um, like I'm not looking to put on a massive production and bring these massive cameras and create a movie out of this. I'm creating a film for this couple. I am where we'd much rather be more documentary style. And with that, we're able to tell a much better story we think story is so important. It's it's key to everything. Like you've grown up listening to stories. You look at you look at like ancient artifacts and everything and all the paintings on walls and everything, they're telling stories. Story has been around for so long and that connects us all. Where there's an emotion to when you hear a story rather than when you just watch a a video with a bunch of beautiful clips put to any old song. Well, that's just a music video. Like we're not in the business of doing that. We're in the business of creating memories and through story that's, that's possible. Um, yeah. Like I, like if you watch our films, like you'll hear like people are talking, we have like reactions from first looks. We have the couple's, like speaking their vows to each other and, you know, choking up because they're just, they're so, they're feeling those emotions and we want to portray that in our film. You're seeing that in real time. And that, that is what will make or break a really good film. That is what will make or break a really good story is when you have those dialogue pieces to go with that real time motion of the video. Um, you're telling a story of the couple's mm -hmm. day, like in one of our recent films, like, both the best man and maid of honor talk about how the bride at first was not interested in dating the groom. And the bride even mentions that in her vows. 
And it, it was a really cool thing. We wanted to put that together and we were able to tell a really cool story out of it and have visual details to go along with that to supplement it and make it work and it feel cohesive. Um, and when we sent that to them the other day, they just loved it. They loved the fact that we were able to even take photos and some videos from their Instagram and add that in there to really that we grabbed from like moments of their relationship to put it in there over top of words that were being spoken. Because when you get to hear back something that your best man said, your maid of honor said, or the bride's father, they always get so emotional. Like when you're able to hear those words back, there's a power to that. And that's something that you get from story, not just from making a music video. Well, and you see it portrayed in, in photos as well, Mm -hmm. where it's not just the things that are pretty in staged because I find when I'm shooting photos as well as like looking back at even our own wedding photos, it's the in-between moments that Mm -hmm. stand out to me the most. It's the things that weren't planned and weren't perfect. And I don't know, somehow they're just so much more emotive and so much more telling of like the true way that the day was that I feel like those are always my favorites that it's not the ones that were extra pretty and look exactly like what you would imagine. It's the little, like, I don't know. It's the little details and it's the little in-between moments that I Mm. think really amount to story in the big picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys already answered my next question really well. So I thought of a follow-up question. Um, (laughs) I want you to imagine, or maybe this has happened to you guys before. Um, someone asks like, why would I need a wedding videographer? Like, why is that a thing I would need? Um, How would you answer? How would you sort of pitch that service to them? Hmm. Well, think of it this way. Like on a wedding, there's very few things that you actually get to take home with you. You get to take home the ring on your finger, the person that you sleep next to every night, and likely your photos as well. The food gets digested, the hair and makeup gets washed away, the flowers, they wither, like you, 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 the dress, you might be able to wear that again, you might outgrow it, who knows? Like there's not many things that you get to take home with you and the wedding day, it, it goes by so fast for the couple. Even for us, it went by fast and we had anticipated that and it feels like such a blur. You could say beautiful things to your, to your bride or groom. Your vows could be absolutely amazing. You will remember the emotion that you felt, but you may not remember the words after the day. And having a video can take you back to that. It can take you back to that time that felt like such a blur. And you're able to really recall those memories and show that to your friends and your family and enjoy that all together. The amount of times that we've heard from other couples who didn't have a videographer and say that they regret it, so many. We've heard so many people just be like, we thought we would be fine without a video. We didn't have the budget for it. And now we wish that we had allocated some more money towards that rather than this massive floral setup or all this expensive food for our guests that we never see anymore. Like we think that that's one of the biggest things that someone can invest in is their memories. And I think it's something that like most people will have a photographer at this point. Like very few people would choose to have a wedding without a photographer. Um, And I think photos and video have their place, Mm -hmm. but it's different. Like you can't hang a film up on a wall 
And you can, with a wedding photo, that is going to hang in your house potentially forever. Like, and that's really important. But, like, getting to hear the things that people say and getting to go back to moments and feel like you're there again. Like, the emotion of the two things just hit different. And I think we experienced that with our own wedding. Like, the way you feel, like, looking through your gallery of photos and the way you feel watching your film Mm -hmm. they're complementary but they're not the same Mm -hmm. and like I think there's so much value in having both because they just depict things differently yeah and that's also just one reason why we want to offer both we have that unique eye that not a lot of other entrepreneurs necessarily see or other people may see and like we can provide that service to people together we've been doing weddings together for a couple years now and adding photo to the mix and still doing video, we're able to provide that service in both mediums, provide those memories and that storytelling in both aspects, rather than hiring two separate people who may not necessarily see Mm -hmm. things eye to eye or be on the same page. We're able to really serve our couples through both mediums now. Great answer. Great pitch. (laughs) Loved it. Great. So you're going to hire us? (laughs) I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. As the most single person in the world, I'll keep you in mind for <laughs> a wedding that's however far away. Okay. Um, so from a professional creative side, how do you guys continue to hone and develop your skills? I feel like for us, like from the get-go, investing in education has been so important. Mm-hmm. And like, we put like big money each year into education because we've seen the payoff. Um, Currently we're in a year long creative mastermind program with 50 other, 50 other filmmakers from around the country, around the world um, that are just kind of in this and we're all committed to we're growing, we're getting better. And it's a year long program that we're working on, which we've, I don't know, it started in February. So we're a couple months in and have already seen so much growth from that. And it's just been a really beneficial mm-hmm. thing on top of that. I it's, don't know, we've it's done. It's been so fun because like we are on part of this Facebook group and we do weekly Zoom calls and we share our work with one another. And it's a safe place for us to critique each other's work and help one another grow creatively as well as like as business owners. Um, I, in the last couple of months, I've already gained so many cool ideas just from these people who do things a little differently than us. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And it makes me more on fire for this coming wedding season. Like, all right, I have so many ideas on how I want to get these shots and serve our couples and all these other things. And that makes, that makes me more on fire to get like these cool, fun, creative shots, but in a way that tells that story. Um, the other way I, I definitely like watching YouTube videos a lot. That's like my my favorite pastime. And I will look up other people outside of just the wedding industry to get ideas from reverse engineer different shots or stories and figure out how they did that um, to just have some better visuals in our weddings. Um, that has, that's been really fun and helpful too. Um... And also, we're always just, like, working on our own personal projects, whether that's, like, 
us going on our own adventures and documenting it just for ourselves or Mm -hmm. you have other like I wouldn't necessarily say like passion projects but just like fun things that you like to do creatively using the same medium that we use like quote unquote for work but just to use it for fun and to do things not just once we're being paid to do them doing them just for fun too is always really important Mm -hmm. from sort of the self-employed creative side how do you guys deal with clients i'm sure many of your clients are very lovely and very sweet um but any clients who think that maybe your services are too expensive or they don't trust your expertise or um anything along those lines from sort of a self-employed side of things? I think for us, part of that is we've gotten to the point now where we have the ability to say no and we don't have to say yes to everyone that comes our way. And we find that at the price point we're booking at, we have gotten far fewer people that feel like they need to micromanage us or make sure that everything is this XYZ specific perfect way in their head. And we get a lot more people that are like, you are the expert and this is your field and we trust you. Yeah. And that's something that we know that we look for when we're initially talking to people in our initial call. Like if you have 15 gajillion different things that you're looking for and they're not things that we necessarily offer or do, then we're probably not a good fit and that's okay. And like, we've come to the point that we don't need we don't need the booking. So it's okay if it's someone that it's like, yeah, no, you would be a better fit for someone else. Mm-hmm. We're okay with saying, hey, you would be a better fit for someone else. Yeah. And there have definitely been times though where we have been discouraged. We're human. We we still like play the comparison game and have that imposter syndrome like, oh, should I actually be charging this much? Do I have that expertise to really survive in this and be successful? And we we did a mentor session with some friends of ours. They're phenomenal filmmakers in Florida. And one thing they told us is that the unicorns exist. They are out there and you just have to be patient. And sure enough, after that, we've gotten calls from people like that we'd never expected to like get people who are interested in like our top services or wanted to fly us out to cool places like Jamaica or Cabo or something. And, we're really excited about that. And like, we never thought that was possible. And we, and I think that really just came from when we were in like a price point where people felt like they could micromanage us and didn't necessarily see that value. And now that we're at the price point that we are, people are like, all right, if they're charging this much, they must be good. We trust them and we want them to have that full creative control. And those are the people that we want to work with anyways. So we're, we're fine with telling people no if they don't value our work. Um, and if they want to come at us saying, well, so-and-so over here is willing to charge half the cost. Uh, can you bring it down? And we're like, well, if you don't see a difference in quality between us and them, you should totally go with them. Like, that sounds like an amazing deal that you shouldn't pass up. Because that to us just shows like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily value that. But I mean, for us, like we've learned how important client experience is. Like being in a service-based industry, the way people feel and the way that you treat them is so important. So like just putting yourself in the shoes of the people on the other side and making sure like 
what we're doing makes them feel taken care of. Like, it's just so, so important. And that's something that like, we've been refining our client experience this year. And like, once I have more time to devote to that, that's going to upgrade even more. But it's just kind of something that like focusing on the way other people feel really matters. And like, I don't know, there are some times that like, we've had people come back to us and get their film and they're like, Hey, we have some things that we, you did a great job, but like, we want to change X, Y, and Z. And so like, sometimes people coming back with re-edits is really disheartening because you're like, I made this thing and it was perfect and it was art. And then they're like, okay, but like, we want to see more of our grandparents. And you're like, that is valid. And at the end of the day, it's about your client and it's about their experience and about their memories. So sometimes like we've learned that you have to put aside your own, this was my art and allow it to be, this is their story because ultimately those memories are theirs. Mm -hmm. So there are times where you have to balance like, okay, yes, I might have to make this a slightly like different film than I would have originally imagined. But if it's going to be so much more valuable to them to have imagery of whoever or whatever might have been like missing to them, that's so important to include. Mm -hmm. And while it may may not be the same thing for us like that is going to actually be more of a masterpiece for them Mm -hmm. and that's really cool that's a work of art that they are proud of and they're excited for and if they are excited for it then we're excited for it so do you guys have any tips for people who maybe want to go into um, a creative field professionally whether it's um I don't know. I, I talk a lot of, with different people about imposter syndrome and what that's like, or a lot of creatives deal with burnout, um, or just any, any tips that you guys have. Yeah. So we were talking about that in the car before this, and I'm going to defer to Elena because what she said was killer, and I don't think I could say it any better. So Elena? I mean, I feel like something that I heard recently on a different podcast was that so many creative entrepreneurs, like your biggest job is fighting like your own doubt and disappointment and like feeling inferior, feeling like you aren't qualified, like you aren't capable, like what you're doing doesn't add value, isn't worthwhile to other people. And it's continuously fighting against that mindset and continuing to do what you love and serve other people well, even when you don't necessarily feel like this is something that like I'm really good at. This is something that adds value to other people. Um, I feel like even for us, like we're about to be both of us doing this full time. There are still days that it's like, oh, we haven't gotten a booking in a while. Like, should we really be charging what we're doing? Like, should we still la 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 are we actually and there's just so many questions like even when you're quote unquote a professional and you're actually doing this for real you're still consistently fighting that and it's just not something that I think goes away so whether that looks like surrounding yourself with a community of people because oftentimes these creative pursuits can be lonely like you're not necessarily always going to be doing this with someone else like mm-hmm finding people that get it and finding people that can like actually help you in that is really important. And then also just like 
continuing to see, okay, like, I don't know, for us, it's the feeling of delivering a film and getting it back and being like, oh my gosh, we absolutely loved it. This was the best thing. And we couldn't imagine having anyone else. Like you get those responses and like, it's worth so much and the feeling is so worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could say anything better than that. Very well put. Great. (laughs) But yeah, as far as the, I feel like we were talking about as far as like the burnout aspect for me, this has been very much like the antidote to the burnout from my other job. Like I'm so in that teacher burnout stage. So to like come home and have something that's new and exciting and fresh and I'm always learning and always growing in has been so like, I don't know, it's, it's been getting me through this year and it's been really good to have that thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for you as someone who's been doing this for a while, you have different solutions to that. Yeah. Like this, obviously this is her, this is her like answer to her burnout. But for me, like I always need to find another creative medium, whether that's doing personal projects of my own. Um, I like to make other videos and everything like with other friends and stuff. Like I've made music video covers I and whatnot like that. And that's really fun for me. I, I am trying to get back into playing music more. I've kind of put that on hold for a while. And every time I pick up my guitar or play piano a little bit, like I just feel better and that burnout just ends up going away a little bit. Sometimes I need to take a day or two away from the computer and just recenter and focus on things and having something else to occupy that time, some other creative outlet that doesn't have a time crunch or other expectations really just helps so much. I become more on fire for things and I'm really ready to like sit back in the chair get behind the screen and get back to work. And sometimes I have better ideas when I just do that. I'm able to be more creative and have that kind of flow more frequently and at a longer, like longer pace. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Um, Do you guys have anything else you want to add um, from a professional side or um, anything like that before I do my classic closing questions? If there are any listeners that have been debating whether or not they wanted to turn like their creative outlet into a business, maybe you are a photographer, maybe you are a videographer or a musician, like do it, have fun. Like if, if you're stressed about actually having a bit, doing it as a business, then that's fine. But if you don't want to go like 30 years down the road and just think what if, and have those regrets, then what's the worst that can happen? Like take that step. I want to encourage other people like, do stuff with their art, um, with their creativity. If that's as a business or not, like it's doesn't matter. Like I would just, I want to see more people like embrace the arts. I want to see more people like take a skill that they have and just use it and have fun with it. Um, cause I think when you have fun with it, that's when you're going to shine the most. So let's pretend for a beautiful moment that COVID is done. COVID is gone. It's disappeared. No one has has to wear masks. Everything is open, just like normal. Where is the first place that you both want to go? Anywhere in the world. I think you're on a plane to Italy. I'm on a plane to Italy. 
<laughs> or Iceland or Canada. One of the three. If not all three. I'll just tack it all into one massive trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like those are the places that, I don't know, we intended to get married in Canada. So we would love to get back out there. We went to Italy together the summer before COVID and would love to go back. And we were supposed to have an Iceland wedding in 2020, and then we didn't get to Definitely do that. Definitely did not so happen. We've got some flight credit eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're we're leaving this country for a little while, and I was like, "Peace, guys, and we're going on a sabbatical." <laughs> Love that. That sounds like fun future potential trip. Um, next question. I think um, every now and then in life, we have one of those moments where we're like, "Oh." This is perfect. This is why I'm here. Everything makes sense. Um, And I just sort of get like a a warm, fuzzy feeling sometimes in those moments where I just feel um, like, wow, like God put me here for a reason and I'm I'm happy and fulfilled here. Um, Can you guys like think of a moment where you sort of felt that way? So it's always just reassuring for me when I deliver a film or photos or stuff. And the person immediately responds. It's like, I've been crying for an hour. I've watched my film. I've looked at my photos like 10 times already. And I just can't look away. Um, hearing, seeing those reactions, hearing those responses uh, makes me realize that like, I'm in the right place. And this is the way that I can serve people. And it makes me really happy because I, in the past, I have had doubts, like, is this actually a career path for me? Can I be full-time in this? Is this the right thing? And it's when we get messages like that and we get reviews like that that I just, I'm like, that's it. We're doing the thing. We are serving our people, and we are valid in this. Yeah, I think for me, I find it just as much in, it's in the in-person interactions that I think that I notice it the most of, like, I know that I can play such a part in shaping someone's experience. And so like when we get the opportunity to make sure like, and they get to the end of the day and they're like, thank you so much. Like you really made this the best day. And just kind of being aware of that, like the way you treat people and the way you serve people in doing your job matters. And like, when you have such an important role to play on someone's best day of their life, like we take that really seriously. So having Mm -hmm. people come back to us and be like the way that you did X, Y, Z, like I'm so thankful for that or whatever. Just all of that is always really encouraging and Mm -hmm. really fun. Yeah. And also we get to eat cake and dance. Like we get to eat cake 20 (laughs) weekends out of the year. And it's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely a bonus. If you want to eat cake, if you want to eat cake on a regular basis, become a wedding vendor. (laughs) (laughs) There's always good dessert, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) And last question for you guys. What are three things that both of you are grateful for today? Um, Today, we got to have a slow morning today. We just hung out, cuddled with our dog, and that was really great. Um, we went back home for a little while, and 
worked on our van renovations because we have our camper van and we're working on that. We just installed our solar panels today. So all of the electrical stuff is pretty much done and then it's just a few more cosmetic things. And also when we were back down we down there, we met up with one of our couples for later this year. We just got lunch with them and we just talked about things, caught up and dreamed about their wedding. And that was just really fun to just meet up with them again and just have a good time. Yeah. I would say I'm really thankful that it's almost May and that we're almost to the end of the school year because I need a break. <laughs> um, teaching virtual in person at the same time has been just a, just a joy this year. Um, I'm really thankful that I have a second job that I absolutely love that I never was imagining. I feel like I went into teaching being like, ah, eventually I'll probably find something different to do. And then never expected something different to look like now I film and photograph weddings, but it's fantastic. And I'm really thankful that it's something that I found because it's really fulfilling in a very different way, but like kind of scratches a similar itch of like what I went into teaching for and serving people well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also just really thankful for you. Oh, <laughs> that was cute. To, like, nah. <laughs> getting to be married to your person and like getting to work together and like do life together in so many different facets is really challenging. And there are parts about that that are really hard, but like, it's also just really rewarding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm just really thankful for you. That was so cute. Ah. <laughs> it was so awesome getting to sit down with Patrick and Elena to learn more about what they do. If you are in the market for a team to capture your wedding or you just want to keep up with them, sometimes I just look through all their videos for fun. Um, they are at Shore and Summit on Instagram, so be sure to keep up with them. And of course, you can find us at Amplify the Arts. We'll see you next time.